0: Hi everybody, it's another Friday and today we're going to be talking about virtue or success and whether we're going to choose which path we're going to choose. Are we going to be virtuous or successful? And in this world, the two don't always go together. Um, People have to choose between virtue and success all the time in this life. And some of the things that we're real familiar with, uh, like in the news lately, are the college admission scandal where wealthy parents uh paid large sums of money to get their kids into exclusive colleges and they choose um success over virtue and it didn't really work out for them very well. In the mortgage industry, um there's such an appro- uh push for those that approve loans to approve them for people that don't qualify just so the company can turn around and sell the mortgages and make more money and be, be more successful. And we know back in the uh, 2007, 2008, that didn't work out really well for them. They threw aside virtue to be successful. The news media, they push to drop integrity and virtue and are urged to emphasize scandal and division to boost ratings so the news organization can be successful. Healthcare workers are pushed to drop integrity and diagnose and treat patients in a way that will financially benefit a corporation. Repair companies, whether it be heating, cooling, roofing, car mechanics, are sometimes pushed to sell services to customers that they don't need so the company can be successful and they can keep their job. And of course, I'm not talking about all all people in all these industries, I'm talking about individual companies, may push their employees to do these things. And in politics, where integrity and virtue just completely flies out the window, because in politics, it seems like the end always justifies the means, and everything is okay as long as we get our candidate and our policy in place. Uh, virtue and success just seem to totally part ways. And so many times um, people have chosen between virtue and what they deem as success. And logically, you know, we really think that virtue and success should always to go together. You know, I think that if I'm virtuous, I will be successful. But if we do walk in uh, virtue and integrity, we'll always have success in God's eyes but will not always have success in the world because the world doesn't operate according to God's laws. And by success, I'm talking about, you know, whatever it is that we want to achieve, whether it's uh, just being pleasing in God's eyes, whether it's a certain job or obtaining a certain mate or getting a certain position. You know, there's a lot of things that we deem as success. And by virtue I mean, uh, being pleasing to God, or it means the superiority of God being revealed through us in the work of salvation. It means moral excellence, perfection, goodness of character, courage, fortitude, integrity, and purity. You know, the Bible talks about a lot of different virtues in Colossians 3.12. So we can see here that, that, uh, um, the scripture is talking about virtues. It's talking about the virtues of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, forgiveness, forbearance, unity, and love. So those are all virtues that a Christian should have. You know, as Christians, it's so important that we main, uh, uh, maintain our integrity or our virtue. If we sink down to the point where we think the end justifies the means, we have lost our light and we've lost our witness for the Lord. But of course, it it is wonderful and ideal if our goal is something good and honorable and the means by which we achieve it is also good and honorable. But by saying the end justifies the mean usually means or involves doing something wrong to achieve a desired result, such as lying on your tax return to get or on your tax returns so you have to pay less taxes. Um, that is choosing success over virtue. You might get away with it, but you will not honor God and God will not honor you with it. It all comes down really to what kingdom is most important to you. This worldly kingdom if that's most important to you, you can achieve short-term success or a rapid return and, and you think about what you can get away with right right now, right here and now. And the kingdom of God is where you invest in a future kingdom and in the rewards yet to come. Here you consider, uh, in the God's kingdom, you consider and live by God's laws, not situational ethics. Um, This stress or tension between virtue and success is always present here on this earth and in the kingdom of God. In 1 Timothy 1.19, it says, Cling to your faith in Christ and keep your conscience clear. For some have deliberately violated their consciences. As a result, their faith has been shipwrecked, shipwrecked. And sometimes we can violate our conscience so long and, uh, do things for success that we just leave our virtue behind that, that our conscience doesn't even bother us anymore when we do things that are, are not virtuous. I'm going to give you some Bible examples of people that, uh, were not acting with Bible virtue or, or integrity so that they, in their own mind, they thought they were succeeding. The first one is Ananias and Sapphira. What they wanted to succeed at doing was give a big offering, but you know they lied about it and they deceived. Um, they deceived the apostles. They were trying to deceive the apostles, but they didn't deceive the Holy Spirit, and in the end, they didn't deceive the apostles either. And they ended up dying. So uh, they did not. Uh, they did not put virtue and success together, and they suffered for it. Another Bible example is when Aaron succumbed to the pressure of the Israelites to create a god for them to worship. See, Aaron didn't stand in virtue and integrity. He um, needed that. He needed to have the success of the approval of the people, and he just succumbed to that pressure. And so he had the success of getting the approval of all the people. And he was the big man because he, he you know, organized the building of or the uh, creation of that false God, but he lost his integrity and he lost his virtue. Another example is a man called Gehazi, and he lied and he took money and goods from Naaman as a payment for healing. And it ended up that he got leprosy for that. See, he His success was obtaining that money, obtaining that offering. And he lied to do it and he was deceptive and he ended up suffering for it. He lost his integrity to succeed at something. Some present day examples that I know about are, are that I've seen are fundraising scams to get money um, in ministries. I'm talking about, you know, things that I've seen in churches and ministries that we all have to be very careful of. Um They leave virtue and integrity for the success of raising money. They know that they need to have success in raising money and they can't raise the amount of, they don't feel like they can raise the amount of money they need, um, in ways that are full of integrity and virtue. So they leave that, um, and use ways that are not virtuous, I know of an instance that a church board voted to keep a pastor in place who was caught um, in bizarre sexual sins and who was physically abusing his wife. You know, they did that because the pastor was a really great pastor and he was a very charismatic leader. So they chose success over virtue. They wanted to keep that man in that position because he was successful at what he did but he was not virtuous and he had no integrity. Another example is a youth minister caught in adultery is sent to another church to be their youth pastor without any counseling or repentance or a time of proving because he's a great youth minister and that church really needs a youth minister desperately and their need their need for having a successful youth ministry supersedes integrity and virtue. Are churches that need to provide a perfect worship experience, so they hire in musicians and singers who are not Christians to lead worship and who may have been singing in a bar or someplace like that the night before because a success at their worship experience is more important than integrity and virtue. And you have to think, you know, as church members, are you concentrating our virtue, our success? Are you putting pressure on your church leadership? Are your ministry for virtue and integrity Are fixed for success and performance? You know virtue and integrity do not always produce worldly success. On the other hand, the world and those whose minds are worldly will often shun you and throw you out. You have to understand that success in God's eyes is so much different than success in the world's eyes. In 1 Peter 15, it says, But now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For scripture says, you must be holy because I am holy. You know, I really encourage you to go to God's word and just make a list of the attributes of God's character. And the Bible says we're supposed to reflect God's character and see if you're reflecting God's character. And then I also encourage you to go to scripture and make a list. Just make a list of the sinful behaviors mentioned in the Bible. And just, you you can just go to the New Testament. I mean, there's just list after list after list of of sinful behaviors mentioned. And just, just look at it and see if you're reflecting God's glory or if man's sinful nature is reflected in you. In Romans 8:28, it says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. If we're reflecting God's glory, we're doing God's purpose for us. And God's going to work everything together for our good. In other words, if we're walking in the light of what we have, if we're reflecting God's glory, God's going to cause us to have success. And that's the kind of success we have. It's not a success that's just going to leave or just be worldly. It's going to be true success from God. In 1 Timothy 6, verse 6, it says, Yet true godliness with contentment is in itself great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are tramped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. So we want to make sure in... uh, when we're striving after success, that we're um, content with the things that God has given us, that we're not always striving for things that, that um, can't really make us happy. We want to be full of the things that God wants us full of. And here's a really, really important scripture. If you're struggling with this, uh, you know, I want to be successful. I want to, uh, you know, make a name for myself. I want, you know, I want to, whatever your goals are. Uh, Joshua 1, 8. This is such an important scripture. It says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. See, there's our word there. That's how we have success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You know, sometimes we feel like we need to have success so badly, or we want to create success so badly in another person's life or in our country that we try to take things in our own hand and do things that are maybe unscrupulous or unlovely or unbecoming for a Christian. And it will not prove to have success. And so here in Joshua 1, 8 and 9, it tells us how we can have success. And we want to stick with God's word, not with doing things our own way. And you know, all of this that I said today, most importantly, living a life full of virtue is vital if we're going to pass our faith down to the next generation. Um, it doesn't matter what we accomplish, what we succeed at in this world, if we pass on for this from this world and... Um, people see us as lacking virtue or lacking integrity, we will have accomplished nothing. If success is more important to us than virtue, we will be cast aside as religious hypocrites, much like the Pharisees, we don't want that. So no, ma- no matter what we lose in this life, let's always stick with virtue and integrity and God will honor us and God will cause us to be a success in his kingdom. And that's the most important thing of all. So let's intentionally in everything that we do, be full of virtue and God will make make us a success. Bye-bye.